Our scripture passage is from Isaiah 52, 13 through 15. Let's hear God's word. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths at him. For what had not been told them, they shall see. And what they had not heard, they shall consider. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us your word, this revelation. We thank you for this revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the servant of the Lord, who was humbled but is now exalted. Pray that you would open our eyes to understand your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Imagine for a moment that someone were to walk up to you and to say, I have surprising news for you. What would be your reaction? Well, it would depend, wouldn't it, on what kind of surprising news it is. Surprising news can be good or it can be bad. In this passage is about the suffering servant of the Lord. This is one of the clearest passages in the Old Testament about the Lord Jesus Christ. And here, God the Father says that he wants us to behold my servant, to look at him. But when people do hear about Jesus and look at him, there are two different kinds of reactions they can have. And this passage describes those two reactions. First, people can react with unbelief. Verse 14 says, Just as many were astonished at you. This word astonished means to be startled. It means to be shocked. It means to be surprised, even appalled. It's, it's a reaction of surprise, but it's not a pleasant surprise. It's more of a, sh- a bad surprise. And many people, when they saw Jesus, reacted this way to him. Particularly on the cross, he had suffered incredible agony and humiliation. He was falsely accused. He was spit on. He was blindfolded. He was beaten. He was mocked. He had the hair of his beard pulled out. A crown of thorns was twisted on his brow. He was stripped of his clothes. And then he was hung on a cross and nails were pounded into his hands. And crucifixion was one of the most cruel and painful deaths imaginable. The Romans would reserve it for the worst criminals. And even the law of God itself had said that he who is hanged is accursed of God. So it was a cursed and a shameful death. But when people saw Jesus hanging, they would see someone who was a criminal, someone who was being punished and under God's curse. But those were only the physical sufferings. Christ suffered far more than that. As he hung on the cross, he was bearing the wrath and the curse of God for our sins. And those sufferings were far greater than the physical sufferings. 
when people saw Jesus, they saw someone who says his face was so marred, so disfigured, more than any man, so disfigured that people would wonder, is he even human? And so people, many that stood there, mocked and they ridiculed and they turned away in disgust and in disbelief. And that's still how many people react to Jesus today. Sometimes they don't, the hostility is not so open. Sometimes it's more of an indifference. He's unimpressive, irrelevant. Doesn't, there's nothing, nothing noteworthy. People don't see themselves as sinners, and they don't see that they have a need for someone to save them from their sins. And so he's still despised and rejected by men. But there's a second reaction. And that's that some react with faith. And verse 15 describes that reaction. When it says, begins by saying, so he will sprinkle many nations. And in the Old Testament, there were many ceremonies where people would, uh, where the priests were to take blood or water and sprinkle it on, that was sometimes applied to people and sometimes it was applied to objects. But all, the point of the sprinkling was these were symbolically cleansing, these were cleansings that were happening. It's like when water goes on something, it cleanses it. And all of these cleansings were to pointing forward to the cleansing that Jesus would bring. He came to bring cleansing, to bring forgiveness and cleansing from sin to all people. This passage points out he came to sprinkle many nations. And this word for nations refers to the Gentile heathen nations. Christ came to bring cleansing for people, not just Jews, but Gentiles, people from every nation. Everyone, no matter their condition, can receive cleansing from Jesus. And verse 15 also says that kings will shut their mouths at him. Shutting one's mouth is a sign of honor and respect. Here, when we see in verse 15 a very different kind of surprise and a very different reaction than the surprise in verse 14. That was a surprise of of horror, a surprise of astonishment, but this is a surprise of respect and reverence. And just as many were astonished with horror at Jesus on the cross, so many will be astonished with reverence and joy and respect when they hear the gospel. They'll believe in him and put their faith in him, and that comes about as the gospel is shared. The Apostle Paul quotes this verse in Romans 15, verses 20 and 21. He writes, So I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he was not announced, they shall see, and those who have not heard will understand. Paul had confidence and hope to preach the gospel to those who had never heard it before, because he knew that Jesus' purpose was to bring cleansing and salvation to those who have never heard the gospel before, to sprinkle many nations. Brothers and sisters, let that be our attitude. Let's have that same confidence 
don't lose heart in your attempts to share the gospel with others. Many people in our culture know less about the Bible than in the past. There's less that is known. Maybe it's harder uh, to, un- people are more ignorant of scripture and who Jesus is than in previous generations. But that shouldn't discourage us because when God works, people will hear and understand even what they have never heard before. And they'll receive Jesus. He, and the Lord is the one who has the power to change people from reacting to Jesus with unbelief to believing in him with faith. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Jesus was humbled. He was, his form was marred more than any man as he suffered on the cross. But he is now exalted. And he is sending forth his spirit to bring people to faith and repentance. Verse 13 points out his exaltation when it says he will be exalted and extolled and be very high. And he calls all people everywhere to repent and believe in him. So what is your reaction to Jesus and his message? Is it good news or bad news? How do you react when you hear the message? If Jesus is a matter of indifference or bad news, or you don't feel like you need his blood or his cleansing, then this table is not for you. But if you are putting your trust in him, if you have repented and believed in him, and if you are looking to him, for the forgiveness of your sins, then come to this table in faith, trusting his power to cleanse you from your sins and enable you to live for him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we praise you that you are the servant of the Lord, that you humbled yourself to become man for us, that your form was marred more than any man when you suffered on the cross. Thank you for bearing that pain and that shame, that humiliation and the very wrath and curse of God for our sins. We praise you that you are now exalted to heaven where you reign. Stretch out your arm in mighty power. Send out your spirit. Open people's eyes and change their hearts so they will not react to, to you and your, the gospel message with unbelief, but rather embrace you with faith and put their trust in you. Help us to come to this, your table, beholding you by faith and trusting in you to cleanse us from our sins and seeking to live for you. These things we pray in your holy and precious name. Amen.